service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 63. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guests from last week, Riley Delacroix and Cameron Beaumont. Riley, Cameron, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was a great time. If you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Make sure you follow Riley and Cameron on Twitter. Riley is at Riley Delacroix one Cameron is at CameronBPDX. I have links to both their Twitters, their website, and the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show them some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Full Service Pod. You can find me at Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the show, make sure you hit us with a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Write us a review if you could. That really does help for visibility for the podcast. We're trying to get as many people to find out about this, listen to the show as possible. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. Also, make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on. You'll be alerted as soon as a new episode drops. We need more subscribers on YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, you got that Gmail. I know you got that Gmail. Everybody got that Gmail. Search Full Service Podcast on YouTube. You will find us. Hit that subscribe button. That'd be amazing. I really want that custom URL on YouTube. I think I think you need maybe like 100 uh, followers on YouTube in order to get like a custom. I'm trying to get that YouTube.com slash Full Service Pod. Right now it's YouTube.com slash a bunch of letters and numbers that I can't really like. Full service pod just feels better, you know. You know, we're trying to make a brand here. I uh, I recorded yesterday with the Pastime Thinker podcast. Uh, I think the episode's out right now. We talked stand up comedy. We talked about this podcast. If you want to fucking go check it out, I'll link it in the Libsyn page from this week. Um, so yeah, check it out. Follow that podcast, Pastime Thinker. They're on Spotify and probably a couple other platforms. He told me, but, uh, right now I'm drawing it all blank, but I got that link for you in the Libsyn page. Check it out. Give it a listen. It was a lot of fun. Today, episode 63, what's happening? Solo episode coming at you. Ooh, boy. <laughs> if you're hearing this and you're like, God damn it, Tank. Ooh, thank you for bringing the solo. Hey, I had to bring it back. I had to bring it back. <laughs> I got some uh, reviews I'm going to read today. I'm going to talk about Patreon and actually do have a clip of an interview I'm going to play that will be available on Patreon. You can kind of check it out, but I'm excited for y'all to hear it. Let's keep it short and sweet. You know, it's uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. I, <laughs> I always forget about holidays. I don't really like I didn't even realize Thanksgiving was happening until like Friday. My mom was like, hey, do you want anything special for Thanksgiving this year? I was like, oh, shit, it is next Thursday, you know? Uh, I guess the news, everybody's been talking about it because uh, now I guess the pandemic's happening. And now it's like, do I want to risk shit to uh, see my family? So uh, it's a weird time. But I will be uh, (laughs) risking my parents' life for that macaroni and cheese. I can't do without it. So... uh, (laughs) I'll give you all an update and let you know how everything goes, but uh, I really just don't want to have to say a prayer, you know, that's, that's where my parents fool me every time, you know, like every time, like I go to my parents' house and uh, my parents, they're big prayers, you know, they pray before every meal and uh, so I don't really do that and so when I go over there, they'll fucking throw me off and be like, hey, you want to say the prayer before we uh, eat? And I'm not, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> You know, it's been a while since I've done that. So I got to throw some shit together. I'm like, I'm I'm, not, I'm never ready. I'm like, uh, 
Dear God, thanks for this food. I'll see you later. Like, that's literally... <laughs> and they'll be like, amen, and they'll look at me weird. Like, you know, like you should be better at this, okay? You're <laughs> 31 years old. You've been doing this for a long time. Why are you not better at... I'm like, I, I don't do this shit, you know? So, uh, but no, I'm excited. Thanksgiving's coming up. I hope, uh, your, I hope your Thanksgiving's good, you know? Uh, no matter where you're at, if you're with family, without family, hey, fucking... Thanks for listening to the podcast. I don't know where I was going for that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so fucking reviews. Uh, I appreciate anyone who's written a review for the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I got, like, three new ones to read this week. What the fuck's... Hey, thanks for uh, all five stars. I'm already feeling good about this shit. <laughs> the uh, first review I want to read, uh, written by old Jason Z. 27 on the 11th or no the 17th of november the title great look at a stigmatized topic tank is a great host and his guests always have an eye-opening perspective on an industry that doesn't get enough attention to its legitimacy hey five stars appreciate that jason i think i know who that is (laughs) what up dude (laughs) the uh next second review i got uh this week from uh, a will 2020 on the 17th five stars Actually Hilarious is the title of uh, his review. The uh, <laughs> reviews and <laughs> read super funny and informative. 10 out of 10. Um, actually Hilarious. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know if that's a compliment. When somebody puts actually, I feel like in front of what they're saying, I feel like it's not actually a good thing. You know, like if someone's like, oh, you're actually uh, like pretty. And you're like, well, I guess you thought I was again. Now I'm pretty like, what the fuck? Like actually hilarious, but Hey, five stars. I'll take it. I appreciate that. Also, (laughs) I think that might be my cousin. Who knows? (laughs) The uh, last review, uh, by Mr. A.T. Elian written on the 18th. The title is the sex work podcast that works. Tank is one of the best interviewers and hilarious comedian. I appreciate that. And really makes it fun for the guests to open up about their life and experiences. So, hey, everybody, uh, Mr. ATLian, AWIL2020, JasonZ27, fucking appreciate the uh, reviews. It really does help for visibility for the podcast. And I will read every review that is written. So, uh, if it's a, hey, go out and try to, <laughs> I don't want to say write a terrible review, but uh, read, write something funny and I will read that shit. Um, but also make it five stars. It really does help us out here. <laughs> Oh man, thanks for listening. We got a Patreon, fucking Patreon. I've uh, mentioned it the past couple weeks. It is uh, currently live uh, right now. I have a link to it. I think it's patreon.com slash full service pod, but I will have a link to it in the Libsyn page. But it's a way to support the podcast. I will have bonus content on the Patreon right now. There are two tiers of support. I'll probably have a third one. Uh, the first tier is $5 a month. That is the outcall tier where you get uh, one bonus episode per month. Uh, it's an interview that you will not be able to hear on the regular Tuesday episodes. And the second tier is called in or no fucking second tier. <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck did I just say? Let me listen to this shit back. First tier in call $5 a month. Second tier out call $12 a month. You will get access to that same 
Patreon exclusive bonus episode. You will also get extended interviews. You will be able to ask questions of the guests on the podcast. You will get shout outs at the end of each podcast and you'll get a fucking full service podcast sticker. So, uh, head on over to Patreon, check it out. Out call in call the third tier. It's going to be a fly me to you tier $25. I think, uh, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but, uh, I've been speaking to a couple of my friends, a couple of people that have been on the podcast before. So we'll probably have more episodes produced by them potentially, on the Patreon, but I will let you know as soon as that happens. But uh, as of right now, it will just be uh, Patreon-exclusive interviews that you'll be able to hear only on Patreon and not on the regular Tuesday episodes. But uh, we'll still be fucking rolling every Tuesday like we have been since the beginning. But if you want to support the podcast, great fucking way to do it. Or uh, simply, you can cash up and Venmo me. I'm at Tank Funkadelic, baby. <laughs> you know me. Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, actually, what I wanted to do is play a clip of an interview. This is this is going to be the first Patreon interview that I'm going to post in the next couple of days. But uh, this is an interview that I recorded back in February. And I haven't released it yet. It's just been on the fucking backlog. You know, I gotta gotta hold something back, you know. So this will be the first Patreon episode, but I wanted to let you just hear like I think this clip I have is like maybe like fifteen minutes long or so. Um so you can check it out, but it'll be available on Patreon. And uh then I think we'll get out of here, you know. Short and sweet fucking Tuesday. Y'all got shit to do. Fucking Thanksgiving is a couple days away. So I'm going to play this clip and I'll see you on the other side and I'll fucking, you know, I got to plug some shit on the other side. But uh, yeah, here's a clip of uh, an interview that will be available on Patreon fucking the next few days. Hey, thanks. How did you, how'd you get into sex work? So I got into sex work because when I was really young, too young, I moved, I've been on my own since I was 15. So okay. I um, took an opportunity with a boyfriend when I was 17 and moved to South Florida. Okay. And when I got there, it really wasn't what I was looking for. And so I needed some money and then I didn't want to stay with him anymore. Yeah. And so I um, was working at a little smoothie shop style okay. place. Yeah. And met this guy who hooked me up at a strip club. Oh, shit. So I got into the sex business when I was only 17. Do they, like, check IDs? How did that... Back then, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that serious back then. They didn't check IDs. And because this guy was really close to the owner of the strip oh, she... club he's in like, South you Florida, were... yeah, he's like, you they were... didn't check. They didn't ask. And I was a liar. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to admit that I was 17. And the way that I handled everything, nobody knew that I was only 17. Oh, yeah. So I was a little too young by months to be working at the strip club. But I went and I was working at the strip club. And that's got how I got into sex work. Because, you know, strip clubs is sex business. Yeah. So I was a stripper. I worked as a stripper. And I would work at my little smoothie shop during the day. Oh, and I would go to my little stripper job at night. And I was... 
making so much money and having a good time and when you were it was there when you started right was there anybody you could kind of look to at the club to like kind of help you along that way since you were so young that's exactly what happened but they didn't even know that i was only 17 of course yeah no one's i feel like who's asking people how fuck like let me see no they don't yeah they everybody kind of assumes that you're just old enough and it has everything to do with how you carry yourself i think you know so you can trick people unfortunately but um no, yeah, there was a girl, and she was in her late 20s okay. and had been working in strip clubs and in the area for some time, and she really took me under her wing and just showed me everything and what to do and told me what not to do. Yeah. She really told me what not to do. She didn't tell me what to do. She told me what not to do. Oh, uh, okay. And the first thing she said, girl, you're single. Don't tell anybody you're oh, married, yeah. have a boyfriend, any of that. <laughs> you're single. Always say that. I remember yeah. that specifically. Yeah. Because I, I You're didn't. like, there's hope. <laughs> no, but it's funny because it is the little things that count. Yeah. Men don't want women who are taken because it's too much work. <laughs> I guess so. I guess it makes sense. They're like, there's, it could be possible that in something, like maybe this, maybe this could happen. I know I'm delusional, yeah. but maybe. You yeah. Know, maybe and they could... do come to strip clubs thinking that they might see their next felt, wife. I, who knows? I fell I in love with a strip club about. Like maybe like two hours in, I fell in love. I never, I, I never been to a strip club. I, I'm 30 right now. I didn't go till I was 29, I guess, or maybe 28. I don't really know. But yeah, I went. I didn't. I didn't go till I was like late, and then like I fell in love like immediately. Yeah. Well, where did you go to strip club at? In Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. Well, you know, you're gonna fall in strip, fall in love with strip clubs in Atlanta. Yeah. Because it's like. Everybody who's over twenty five goes to strip clubs. We don't even go to regular strip clubs. I've only clubs. been I've been to Follies once. Yeah, but everybody goes to strip clubs here. Yeah. That's where the grown folks go. Yeah. That's where you go because you have eye entertainment. You can drink and you don't just have to sit around and like look for something to do. You can watch people yeah. do stuff. How does we like where you started out in South Florida, how does that compare to Atlanta in terms of like strip club scene? Oh, well, God, that was so long ago. Yeah. So it's different because that would have been, um, I'm 40 now. So that would have been over 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. So Atlanta didn't have the scene that they have now. Yeah. And so you really went to high dollar areas. So I was in South Florida and it was a great, great place. I had a great um, experience because you did make a lot of money. And at that time, when you went to strip clubs, they actually had shows. So oh, they would really? have people from Playboy come out okay. and do a strip show. They would have shows where they would bring animals in and do shows. They don't do anything like that anymore. Tigers and shit? Yes. What? No, snakes and stuff. Snakes. Yes. I have pictures. See, now that's some high dollar entertainment. Right yeah, there. but that's the thing. Back then, you really... Back then, strip clubs... That really is like a performance whole thing. Like, it it was. Like, it is. It was, and it... And, and, if you go to like the boondocks yeah. and go to a strip club, women have to perform. Whereas in Atlanta, everything's kind of oversaturated. So you just see women shaking their butt the same way, doing the same things, climbing the pole the same way. Yeah. So it's actually unfortunate that it's so familiar. Yeah. Like it's so oversaturated because back then you went and you actually got a performance. You actually got a show. Yeah. It was different. Now you go and you see a hundred women in yeah. a small place. They're all doing the exact same thing. But there's still no one like the one, though. 
know? Yeah, okay. there's always that one. But that's that <laughs> one. Amazing. And yes, that's the one. That's the key, though. The one that doesn't just accept the situation and always wants to be better than everybody else. She's the one who wants to make the most amount of money because she's willing to put the most amount of work in. That makes sense. That's like with any business, right? Yeah. If you work harder, you do better. What happens? Yeah, you get, a, you get better you get results. more money. Yeah. yeah, so. Hell yeah. How did you get into escorting? I think I got turned on to it because when I was working in South Florida, the girl that I was working with that I told you had kind of helped me out while I okay. was there. So she hooked it us. She hooked us up one night with this guy who was um, visiting South Florida. He paid us $7,000 one night to just come and hang out at his house while he snorted cocaine all night. Balling ass We didn't up, have sex. We didn't do anything sexual. I'll you want to hear this weird story? Yes, please tell me. So the only thing he did, we hung out. I didn't even snort cocaine. Yeah. She, I don't, she could have. I wasn't really paying attention. We were getting drunk. I was drinking. Yeah. He was so high on cocaine, he couldn't perform anyway. So he wasn't even interested in having sex. Okay. He laid us on his big ass king size bed. We laid face down, butt ass naked. And he would open our butt cheeks up and look at our buttholes. <laughs> We've all done that. <laughs> okay okay no, well no. at the time i was like girl i'm sitting no that's hilarious we're laying down next to each other and i'm going girl is this all he wants and she's just like that's it she's got this biggest grin on her face and i'm just like okay so, going on. i'm weirded out she's just so happy that he yeah. doesn't want to do anything but look at our butts yeah and he's <laughs> he touches our butts <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's touching he's just like oh god wow oh my god you girls you girls look so amazing like he's not doing anything we're not doing anything yeah. but we got paid seven thousand dollars of course we split it yeah we hung out all night we got paid seven grand that's escorting yeah. you get what i'm saying yeah we showed up we had a blast we had a good time he got high all night he talked all night he didn't do anything that was the sexual stuff that he yeah. did and he, I know some people just want to talk and hang look, out. Look, he had a great time. That's yeah. all. At the end of the day, he had a blast. <laughs> he ended up being the entire time I was in Florida, he would come and see me at my little smoothie shop all the time and get nice. smoothies from me. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it worked out every way. Damn. And that's what got me caught because I said, really? People will pay this much money just to hang out with me? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it, but that's what got me caught. That's the story when and then people. You're like, oh fuck! Now I gotta do it. No, or, no, but that, but that's what got me caught. That's what made me realize that men will really pay you for your time. Yeah. And that's when my wheels started turning. That's when my wheels started turning. When, as soon as that happened, were you like, I think this is the move. Instead of dancing, like this is kind of. This is what I want to do, or did you keep dancing while you were doing that as well? Yeah, no, I was still dancing. I think that it made me think. It just made me think um, because when you have that much amount of money laid in your lap for no reason, yeah, it's not a no reason. There's got to be a reason. So you have to understand where it came from, why it came to you, and and what they were looking for. And if you understand, you know what the motive is, then you can, you know, there's a need and a want. And when you can understand that business relationship, then you can you know, continue to get it. So that's where it started. How long have you been escorting now? Like how long is it? Um, I've been in the sex business um, since I was 19, but not escorting. 
Okay. Um, it would be different because um, I was dancing, like I said, at 17. I did that. But after that, there was a period of time um, I, I danced off and on. But when I came back home to Mobile, Alabama, what I did is we started back. Th- like I said, everything's different now. But back then, what we did is what's called lingerie modeling. Oh, okay. So you would put ads in the paper. And oh, then the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we put ads in the newspaper, and it was baby dolls lingerie modeling. Nice. So the girls that worked with me, they would show up, and it was lingerie modeling, and you always had like two or three different outfits. Oh, okay. And they would show up and, you know, lingerie model. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't even do it. I... I I came up with this thing yeah. in my head, you know, after everything that I had been doing, I was like, Oh, I'm going to start a lingerie business. Oh, this is genius. So this is what we did. And we <laughs> did websites. So we had a website. Okay. And we, um, I even had a guy who owned a, a car wash in Mobile. So we would do lingerie modeling and a car wash oh nice. it would come through it'd be packed we would have a line at like two o'clock in the morning the guys would get off of the club and then they would come to the car wash <laughs> and the girls would all be in lingerie but of course they would get naked yeah and just be washing your car and they would rub their coots all on their windshield and everything like it was great and it was this 20 bucks business. to get your yeah, it was 20 bucks to get your car washed but at the end of the night the girls I mean, the girls would make a lot more money because when the guys would want to meet the girls or see the girls. Okay, the car wash is just almost advertising. Yeah, the car wash was an opportunity to get the guys to come and see you. Yeah. And then you could go from there. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like a strip club. But that it was car wash. Yeah, that's, that's a great business model. Yeah, but um, yeah, how I had a lot of help. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I would come up with the ideas and I had a lot of people that would help me put it together. But yeah, we did lingerie modeling and I had a few girls that would do that with me. Um, they would go do lingerie modeling. And yeah, if they met the guy, a lot of times they would pay that little 200 bucks. Yeah. And then, yeah, the girls would make more money after that if they liked them, you know. Nice. But that was back then. And, you know, the key to making money in any business, I think, is making sure you can accommodate the changing times. Yeah. At that time, that was what worked. Adaptability is key in any Exactly. Business. And so I ran the Gulf Coast, Biloxi, New Orleans, and Mobile doing that for a long time. That was a clip from our very first Patreon episode. So if you want to hear that interview in its entirety, it's going to be available on Patreon, patreon.com slash full service pod. I will tweet about it. I will post on Instagram. I will let y'all know on the podcast as soon as that episode is up. It'll probably be before uh, next Tuesday, but uh, we'll see. I'll keep y'all informed. But uh, yeah, patreon.com slash full service pod. If you can support the podcast in that way, that would be amazing. If you can't totally understand, make sure you're subscribed, though. That's the least you could do. Subscribe to the podcast. Fucking follow us on social media at Full Service Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Tank Funkadelic. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we will be back next Tuesday. Wanted to keep it short and sweet this week. Fucking happy Thanksgiving, you know? Hey, <laughs> I got a link in the podcast this week. 
to the Black Sex Worker Liberation Mutual Aid Fund. It is for BIPOC sex workers in New York City whose income has been directly impacted by COVID-19. Their website, blacksexworkerliberation.com. If you're a BIPOC sex worker in New York City, they have an application deadline of December 3rd on their website. You can apply for aid, and they are giving out funds in the amount of $100. Uh, so, hey, check it out, blacksexworkerliberation.com. Got that link in the Libsyn page. I will see you next Tuesday. My guest is a Boston-based booking agent, Sammy. We sat down a couple days ago now uh, and recorded a lot of fun. I think y'all definitely will enjoy it. But I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to stop talking. We will be back Tuesday. See you later. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, don't get trampled out there on Black Friday. All right. Later. Full service.